Good morning, America. It is, what time is it? It is 7.31 p.m. this morning, uh, bright and early. Uh, we got our eggs and we got our bacon and we're ready to start our day. Um, so, you know, it's, it's Black Roni and Cheese coming at you once again with another podcast. We got our other boy. Uh, hey, yo, here comes Pasta Mike. Some, somehow we woke up at 6.30 ready to fucking eat some bacon and eggs. On the fucking grill, bro. <laughs> on the grill. Yeah, on the grill. Do we yeah. eat it? Do we eat it straight from the grill? <laughs> we don't even put it on a. We didn't even plate it. Yeah, yeah. But this is a pretty uh, special episode today, if I don't say so myself, because we have our very first pass the mic guest, and I'm gonna pass the mic over to Mr. Zachary Bradford. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Zachary Bradford. Uh, I don't have a cool nickname. And I got no bacon and eggs, uh-huh. so uh, I'm just wondering what happened with that. Yeah, so that's that's our bad. We <laughs> we we didn't know that you wanted bacon and eggs, and we didn't make it for you. But we, we we're we're doing a thing. You're the first person to do this. So every guest that's gonna come on this show is gonna get a pasta themed nickname. Okay. So let's come up with that right now. Um, I'm thinking. What you got? Let, I'm let's, thinking. Let's, let's give it to him, man. We made up our own. So what you thinking? I'm thinking. Um, Zach Guini. Uh, it's not. I, it's not I was good. trying to go for linguine. Yeah, something. same. You know what I'm saying? Know. Yeah, like, I don't it know. Feels, it feels natural to go for linguine for whatever reason. Yeah, you kind of give me that vibe. Am, I'm am, gonna I, be am I a linguine th- vibe? I, I, I'm a linguine I vibe. So. Okay. I think so. Okay. Okay. I think so. We don't even have to mix it with your name. Just go straight. You're, you're linguine. Well, I'm thinking. Well, I'm, I'm either linguine or linguine Zach. That's what I was linguine. thinking. I do like linguine Zach. Yeah, linguine. that's. I'm, yeah, yeah. Linguini's act. Yeah, okay, I don't know. It, it's like the, literally the first thing that came up. <laughs> Linguini's act. There we go. <laughs> okay, um, we got a big show ahead of us, but I want to get started with something uh, a little surprise. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, Pasta Mike doesn't know about this, but so uh, you guys don't know. I, I went to Universal Studios about a couple of weeks ago, and on the, I know we talk a lot on this show about a ride called Fast and Furious Supercharged, <laughs> and. I wrote it, and I want to give my review. So, <laughs> so first off, all right, uh, I need to definitely interject because fuck that ride. I've said it many times. But I also, when I first wrote it, I told him never to never write it. And I, I felt really bad saying it because he's such a big fan of the series. But I'm, I'm, I'm taking a back. I'm taking a back that you would do this to me. I told you not to do it, and I can't even imagine what it was like for you. And I swear to God, if it doesn't live up to my expectations, I don't know what I'm gonna fucking do. And I just want to interject and say this is such a satisfying moment right now because, as a fan of the show, I, I don't know if you guys are. I'm, I'm an active listener, fan of the show, and the Fast and Furious thread throughout this podcast is one of my favorite things about it. And this moment is so. I'm just so happy to be here for this. Oh my god, so I'm black. I'm so, if, you, if you would please take it away. I'm so happy to give my review. Okay, so here's the thing. As as Pasta Mike mentioned, I am a avid Fast and Furious fan. I have been since Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, I saw it. Went, went back and saw the first Right. I, yeah, exactly. I went to Blockbuster a day later and was like, where is it at? Where is the first one? Um, but so here's the thing. So as as a fan, and I know, I know how you feel about it, okay? But as a fan of the movies, it is just as bad, if not worse, than what you told me. <laughs> it's trash. It's absolute vindicated. It's trash, dude. I now, now, I will say this. I'm going to give this ride credit in, in one aspect. The queue 
is off the fucking hook, especially for Fast and Furious fans. I'm like, okay, they got cars from the movie. They're sort of bringing us into the world. The story, the story is finicky. The fact that we're all going to a party at Dominic Toretto's and we're all family all of a sudden, that's very out of character for Dom to be like, hey, all these random strangers, we're family now. That's not what happens. And then Ludacris's character is just like, Hey, let me let me get on screen real fast because I'm the only one they could get for this. <laughs> yeah, Luda, so Ludacris is acting, and I, I'm I, it's 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 abysmal. My God, there's a part where they're where they're like, yo, like, because hey, his name is Tej in the movie. They're like, hey, Tej, like the cops are coming to raid the garage, and he's like. Oh man, I hate when they do that. It's like you're about to go to federal fucking prison for probably life, bro. Like, I need more enthusiasm than that. And how often do they do that shit? <laughs> every, it's every time I fucking hate it. We gotta rebuild our family. I just wonder if it was like written into the script that way. Like, say exasperatedly, like you. This happens every week. Like this is the sitcom Fast and Furious, right. and the cops are bre- breaking in again. <laughs> they went straight to it. Actually, Luda. Why don't you improv this real quick? Why don't you give us something to work with? We want to see what you got. Well, the the biggest issue is is that it's it's clearly a port from the Hollywood Park where it's built around the fact that you're, that you're like at a studio in Los Angeles. Like it's built around that. So they really have to like set up the reason why you're all of a sudden in South LA, like hanging out with these people. And he like he he wasn't even he wasn't even I did my research. He wasn't in the original rod in Hollywood. He was shoehorned in because they were like, we got to make the story fit. Like and so, um, you know, I I got on the rod excited because they set the stage pretty damn well, dude. Like it's like, yo, the cops are coming. I'm like, yo, this is classic Fast and Furious. They got we, we got Owen Shaw. I like how you fucking got into the queue. And then basically what it sounds like, you forgot everything. They said. <laughs> yeah, you immediately were much. like. Yo, he was probably fucking yeah, around. No, I'm, exactly. I'm in it. I'm ready to go. Maybe, maybe. I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, maybe Eric just isn't the audience for this. Yeah, I was like, dude, Eric, I was like, I was like, yo, Eric's tripping, dog. Especially when they, they it's like that. It's like there's like a, a random ass mechanic that's like has like an iPad and shit, and there's like, oh, I was like, yo, dude, this is sick as fuck. And then the, it's, it's it's not only that, like the fact that you're like, oh yeah, Luda, that was abysmal from that. But right. The whole time, the fucking mechanic is having to. Talk to that person. No, no, for like sure. Back and forth with this terrible acting on screen, being like, God damn, he's not giving me anything. Right. <laughs> the, the guy who did this one, he was, I don't know, he, he kind of played like really like geeky and almost like, I don't know, like standoffish, but he was like really quirky. I was like, yo, I, I, I fuck with this interpretation of whatever character this is. I just can't even imagine someone that's like, able to do that and then getting their schedule for the week and be like fuck i got three <laughs> i got three fast and the furious today shit <laughs> but uh it, it set the it sets the stage really well and then you get on the fuck but no get this so you get on the ride and it's like it's it's from the ride disasters so it's on a tram it's on a it's, it's yeah it's on a bus right so you get there and they do that little like pepper's ghost effect where like they project the characters on the screen and the cop dude i don't know what i really don't know what happened his dialogue is obviously dubbed dude like and horribly done you can clearly see that like the audio does not sync up with a, the emotion of the actor, who's a piece of wood at this point, and B, like, just the, his mouth movements. It's it's atrocious. And then, but I was, I was like, okay, 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 like, okay, it's not going to be perfect. And then they fucking take the tram into this dark-ass room, 
And from the minute you get in there, you can see the screen. Like, they, they do nothing to, like, blend the effect that you're, like, not watching a movie. And then it starts, and I was like, oh, shit, like, it's surrounding us. It's loud. Like, Owen Shaw just got hit, like, got, just got sideswiped by Vin Diesel. This is cool. And then the rest of the ride happens, and it's an fucking video game, dude. <laughs> and, like, everybody's obviously rotoscoped in. The VFX were rushed. I don't, I, if anyone listening to this did the VFX for Fast and Furious Supercharged, I am sorry. I mean, no disrespect, but right, it, right into us. Yeah, it's 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 it looked very video gamey, and I didn't I didn't like completely despise it, but it was just it just took me. I could never get into it. I never believed that I was with Dominic Toretto and the gang. It, the whole time it was like I'm I'm in a tram that kind of feels like it's moving, and the screen is moving around me. But the worst, the, oh, you want? I feel like you want to say something. No, that that's that's what like multiple times. Uh, Zach and I have talked about where it's like even in a, in a movie if there's something that takes him out of it that's what kind of ruins yeah. the movie yeah, for it's like, like, you couldn't even get into yeah. it from the start yeah. and just yeah. the fact that it doesn't just immediately even kick off too like you go from one room to like the next room you're like I'm in a bus but I'm still like in a fucking warehouse like <laughs> hanging out didn't even get to evacuate the bus to go to the party we just watched this party get busted and you're like Tyrese Gibson is just alone with all these fucking yeah, bitches yeah, and you're like what's much. going on <laughs> well and see the thing that's so interesting to me to hear about all this stuff is yes like you said before this it was disaster right. but then you know my old school ass I remember when it was earthquake still oh, hell yeah. and like you know what I always thought was cool about disaster even though I didn't necessarily think disaster was a kick ass ride I think I remember you liking it a lot yeah, like, you, like you were like I thought this was really cool and I was like ah, I liked earthquake more mm. because the effects were the same the falling right, through right, the yeah. water all that stuff it was the same ride but it was just now you're not a part of it you're actively like Oh, it's a movie, and blah. I, don't, I thought it just kind of cheapened the whole thing. But to hear that, like, you just ride the tram into a room, and it's a screen. Yeah. Like you know where the are you talking about where the floor used to fall out and the car oh, would yeah, come yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. None of, like, just a screen. There's no practical facts in this, dude. Like, yeah, none. Yeah. And it's like, and That's it's trash. and and it's <laughs> like it's a it's a very long screen. Like I can tell that like they put a lot of ingenuity into it. Whatever. It just does. It just doesn't suck you in, bro. And you're in the and like we we're trying to hit home this point. You're in a bus, dude. Like that's the biggest yeah. buzz kill. It's like you're not in a cool ass vehicle. Like <laughs> you're in a bus that's like on chains. That's the thing. They can't, like the bus technically shouldn't even be moving as fast as it is. Like it's they have to hook chains to the front of. The it. reason they keep, re I mean, like again, I'm, I'm a nerd, but like, the reason they keep repurposing it into a bus is because it's it's a. It's a fucking right, subway. Exactly, it's a yeah. subway. That's it's, literally what you're supposed to be on the subway uh, during the earthquake. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, and so they keep trying to make it into these new things, and it's like this doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it's like, it what was, are you doing? It's weird. <laughs> it's the fact that it felt like they took so long to actually build it to begin with, where it was like, oh shit, there was like a supercharged fucking graffiti sign on it for what felt like right. years, and it's like, okay, but all you did was take out shit like now Pretty now much. it doesn't do anything it's like well why didn't you just also not repurpose anything and just tear it down and try to make something out of what you right. had in like a barren land rather than well like get rid of the fall and then just let's just repurpose the car for whatever reason even though the whole series is about driving fast ass vehicles like we're gonna put you in a bus right and we're just gonna go to a fucking party <laughs> 
Well, and I just remember, you know, being a dork about these things. I remember watching a video that where they were like, they were like filming the footage for the ride, and they're like, boom, bang, and I was like, oh, really cool. And I always kind of got the impression it would be more like a Spider-Man or Transformers, where it's right. like a car ride, like, exactly. and something you're supposed to feel like you're in a car, vroom, vroom, and like, this is just shocking. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, we rode Transformers earlier that day. And like that, oh that reminded me like, oh fuck! I used to really like Transformers. This like it, I hadn't. I just it reminded me like, oh like there's flaws to this. Like <laughs> there's limits, love right? Well, and this to to your point, like this what sucks, dude. They they it took so long because they they like built more like room for the tram in this, but it doesn't it doesn't add anything. It it, it only like lengthens. And so it can the, stop more, right? It, exactly, That's and weird. it's like and. I think the worst part is like the action, the action, like if I were just to watch this, like on YouTube, like the video, the actual video, I probably wouldn't hate it as much. Right. But like you set up this experience for me to be sucked into. I can't get into it. But the worst, the worst part to me, right, is that like two things, the ending, it like, so, you know, you know, like when you get done with Spider-Man, you get done with like Transformers, like Optimus and Spider-Man are like, hey, good job. Like, glad you survived. This was fun. Like. Hope I see you next time, right? That doesn't that doesn't happen in this, dude. That doesn't happen. Like, I shit you not. You go off a ramp in mid-fucking air. Vin Diesel goes, ride or die, and you land, and it goes dark. And that's the end of the ride. Okay. So for all we know, we all could we all I think we all died. I think that's how the ride ends. I think we all died. And like <laughs> he said that he was hell? like, he was like, ride or die. And as he went into the distance, he was like. Y'all are in a bus. Y'all right. are dead. Y'all can't we're, even buckle up. We're all dead. We're all dead. It was, uh, so yeah, it was safe to say, I think they dropped the ball for sure. And as a Fast and Furious fan, Yikes. I, I wanted something better. I wanted something better. The queue was tight. The gift shop was even kind of tight. But the, the rod, man, damn. 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 Anyway, that's, that's my review. Do you guys right. have anything, anything else to say? I mean, that, that's, that's certainly where... Uh, Vindication definitely comes into play. Like, oh my God, it feels so good. I mean, I definitely I mean, never, I never wanted you to ride it. I well, never I wanted you to, but the fact that you did, and I swear if you had come back and been like, actually, <laughs> pretty dope. I would have been like, I think we need to turn this off right now. I'm glad you waited until now to tell me because we had been yeah, talking exactly. about your trip and you made sure to leave that Literally. out. Literally, I've known about this for like a week and a half already. Like, he literally is like, don't tell Eric. I want to save it. I have to plan to make sure we're in, in, in the room for do it. All right. So now that we've had our little rapport that we always right, do at right. the beginning, um, thank God for this story. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get onto the topic of today, uh, which you should probably see on the actual video. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk about character assassinations. Not like characters on screen or anything, but specifically... <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, I mean, like, those are dope. I mean, we, we, there's not really a discussion with that. Everyone's yeah. like, ooh, characters die and are assassinated in cool ways. Like it. Um, biggest thing would be, like, people in their jobs, obviously in the entertainment industry, that have to deal with people outside of the entertainment industry coming after them for things that they've done, things that they've said, whether that be the past or now, that completely ruins their career and most of the time i would even say the whole purpose that people are coming after them is to ruin their career right. 
I've, I've never been able to pinpoint what motives those people might have. Like if they truly have always hated this person or if it was directed towards them specifically and they come after the, the person and they try to get them fired or get some sort of recognition for their wrongdoing. Um, but it always seems to come at really strange times. It's always very inopportune where they choose to be like, oh, they just got something really big. I'm going to decide to come out with this extra stuff. And I would even say one of the biggest topics we would like to talk about is what warrants the character assassination? Like what, what, where's the line of that's bad enough to get everyone to pay attention and to get them gone? And what is beneath that line? What is like really that, like, I don't know if that counts and how do you draw the line and how do you make it to where it's not just an individual basis, each person has to kind of choose whether they think it's good or right. Mm -hmm. Cause that's where we're at now is every single person has to get to a point where they're like, well, the biggest thing we got to fight with is I individually liked that person. So I don't want to believe they did wrongdoing. And that's why I don't like the fact that they got fucked in their career and stuff like that. So we're going to open that discussion and try to try to keep it as coherent as possible and make, make some good points and try to not even know if we're going to come to a conclusions, but like, let's, let's get to passing the mic. So uh, I wanted to start us off because I know that one, one of the things we had discussed prior to recording um, is a, is a famous example of this is uh, James Gunn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to start off with this little anecdote because it kind of, hopefully frames this conversation in a way that you know we're it's it that conversation about the line is important and i'll tell you why i remember when the news broke about james gunn and the tweets and all the stuff and tracking the story um and for those of you who don't know i know you know this about uh black roni and cheese my friend jeremy over here um, but uh, I also work uh, within the industry. Um, and at the time, James Gunn was preparing to, uh, he was finishing up a script for and preparing to shoot Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Well, as it was crewing up and people were starting to come on to it, I had gotten the call that they had wanted me to come work on it. A few of my people were already working on it out in LA and they were going to bring it to Atlanta. And, you know, it was this big thing. Um, and we were all kind of making plans around it and everything else. And I remember when the news started breaking, I texted the link to my boss, uh, my future boss at the time. Um, and I was like, yo, is this going to be a problem? Do you think? Um, and he was like, nah, cause, cause you know, our, our frame for it, you know, we'll discuss this more, but our frame for it was always like, a, it's in the past B if you know what's the intent you know we always we always focus on intent and that that does make a difference to to me and to you know people i am like-minded with we didn't think it was that much of a problem well you know within a week he was telling me they were closing all the doors they had a couple more weeks left and disney was putting the putting the hold on it um james gunn had been fired Blah, 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 blah. Everybody knows the rest of the story. But, you know, it impacted lives. I mean, it really... And, and for those for those people that don't know how the story kind of came to be, um, they were all... I believe the tweets were deleted because they'd been addressed before. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that was part of the story. They'd been addressed before, so he had deleted the tweets, but they'd been archived. And what happened was, is somebody who's an alt-right person, you know, that's the ideology this person identifies himself with went and found all these tweets 
and basically framed it as you let this guy direct Disney movies, which is wrong and that's very not nuanced and, and, and a total generalization. But, you know, this was the thing that Dave Batista always kind of went ham about is he's like, that guy did that and it worked and that's the problem. That's kind of why, you know, it's important to talk about where the line is because these things do impact lives and it is more than just, you know, looking at celebrities and thinking, oh, maybe we should hold them to a higher standard. We all should hold ourselves to a higher standard. But some people make mistakes. Some people make dumb jokes. And in any setting that happens and to try to skew it into a, a sort of this person is canceled now seems seems out of place sometimes, especially in proportion to what's really going on. Mm-hmm. What's really going on with you? What's really going on with how you think about this situation? Yeah, I would I would definitely agree in that situation when it comes to what Dave Bautista was even mentioning. Like, no matter what that person's I- ideologies were to begin with, when they bring that thing up of specifically finding archived evidence of some wrongdoing in the past, which... Most no one who is defending James Gunn is defending the tweets by saying like those are good tweets like he even says yeah that was a time where I thought they'd be funny they were not I have grown and that's the biggest point is that it's been six years he has grown since then he doesn't still make those tweets this was all before his career has become what it has Mm -hmm. and then now the fact that this individual had so much power to just post something and it gets so much traction that not even, obviously he is back on the film at this point. Yeah. But, but (laughs) Disney had to make a move. Like they had to, they had to make a stance because the biggest thing is that they are Disney. They are the thing that people look at to be this idyllic specific thing. They just recently did like their first fucking like rated R style thing with Marvel under their umbrella. It's like, yeah, okay, so they're having to push boundaries separate from that because everybody has this ideal of what Disney is in kids' films, and that's how he used that to his advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then in general, the fact that is it necessary and almost excusable to have individuals that have nothing to do with the works have so much power to take people down just because of whatever their own purpose is, like... We don't even immediately discuss like what that person wanted from it other than, yeah, they just want to cancel this person for cancel culture mm-hmm. purposes. Yeah. yeah, it was I I saw it from my perspective as definitely something that was very calculated and calculated in the sense where like, I think he knew that Disney was gonna have to make a move, you know what I'm saying? Dis- despite sort of the nuance. And I think when it when it first went down, I was surprised because like I had seen, an article about the tweets, like like when they had been brought back up. And I think, I, I kid you not, like within an hour, he was fired. It was nuts. I, I don't even think I got a chance to like finish reading the story before I saw that he had been fired. And to me, it seemed like a very, uh, very quick, very reactionary move by Disney that I sort of was like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't think they looked into the, the nuances of what happened. And I, I completely get, like, they're a company that <clears throat> does have this image of, like, making uh, children's content. But, like, I, I, I usually argue against that, especially nowadays in terms of, like, I, I feel like they make so many different um, 
so many different types of of movies for different age groups and different people and different audiences that I don't I don't I can't see them as just that anymore. Um, but yeah, I definitely. I think there was I think that was the first time that I'd seen someone sort of in a calculated manner be like I'm gonna just end this person and it and for it to ha- happen so quickly and so fast and for it to be so big and drastic I was like I don't know it 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 took me by surprise for sure. Well, and that's what's kind of funny about the fallout. You know, we we look at that situation was about a year and a half ago, year ago, yeah, year and a half ago, so, something yeah. like that. Um. Into where we are now, I see it more and more. You don't see it when you get on the fringes and when you get to really sort of ideologue speak, but you do see it more in the middle, middle ground type of people. They're just trying to. I lost my I lost my train of thought. That's okay. All right, um, whatever. I'll no, no, I get you. But we'll edit that out. but also, like, I think there's something to be said in all these cases about how a person handles a situation like this, right? Yeah. Where like, ha- like what is her statement sort of once this stuff is brought to light? And I feel like some people handle it better than others. Zach knows, and, and I think Eric knows, that like an example for me where it wasn't handled well was like Kevin Hart. Where like, I felt like the way that he came from it was a little more defensive. And, and if, if I was like in his circle, I would have advised him to just sort of Swallow his pride, even though he felt like he didn't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even even though I felt, even though he felt like he had already done that and like apologized. Um, I think that, you know, I, I think I think to me when I was looking at that situation, I was like, man, it can't hurt to say sorry. Like at least just like one more time. And I and I think that I think that sort of goes to how the public perceives these people when this stuff happens. Is yo, what's their statement when this first comes out, and how do they react to it? How do they handle it? Um, but I think Eric has something to say. Yeah, it's it's between those two examples. I feel like it's almost like because we kind of kind of realized that he was never actually really fired from the right, film yeah. and yeah. with Disney, they had to make a strategic move, and luckily he had that conglomerate on in his back, like right. to be able to be <clears> like, we're just gonna drop this real quick to kind of stop the buzz. To stop people from being, yeah, right. to stop people from being like, hey, why haven't you done anything yet? So then it just became everyone going back through the evidence. That's why, like you said, you didn't even really get a chance to finish it before right. you got the news. And then every time anyone actually did look it up because he was fired, they were like, fuck, what really happened? They went in and were like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like the point is like does is that bad enough to warrant a firing from this like is this just disney making a big move because they have to all this kind of stuff and it allowed us to kind of get over it faster kind mm. of thing which sucks that that's what we have to do is try to like almost be oblivious to what happened or get over it to be like yeah put him back in but then with kevin hart for sure it was an individual thing he didn't have a group of people or a giant corporation to like help him be like yo like you, you make make sure that every statement that you make is plausible and like or it's not going to work out mm-hmm. and so every time he made a statement it was almost in his own way making a stance separately like even though the whole thing was him saying i've done this before it's like dude if you do it again right now you'll never have to deal with right, it again exactly, yeah. the reason why you didn't have to, you you have to deal with it again now is because there are still people who don't know that there are people that don't know that you've dealt with it again because of jokes that you've made during your 
stand-up specials where it had something to do with like gay culture and stuff like that and how like i think he's had jokes before where he's literally said i don't want my son to be gay yeah, that's sort of what it came and from. it's like okay so that that had backlash you had to deal with that but that is so much smaller scale then you now have become one of the biggest names in comedy on right. film if not the most at mm-hmm. this point and the fact that you are sitting in your fucking hotel bed on video saying like i'm fucking tired of this i've dealt with this already i'm not doing it again right. that makes you seem like you've backpedaled yeah, that yeah, makes sure. you seem like sure. you dealt with it just to appease the masses, and now that people are coming after you again, you're mad about it. It's like, dude, if again, if you do it right now in front of everybody for this, like this is so much bigger of a scale right. for an award ceremony that like you you would gain so much more esteem mm-hmm. for just getting down and being like, hey guys, I I know that happened. I'm really sorry. Like that's all it takes for people to be like, cool. And then possibly still being able to run this gig and actually do it. Probably have a great time doing it. Mm-hmm. You could even make jokes addressing the fucking thing that happened and get them screened by the actual group that is allowing you to have this gig. Right. And we wouldn't have had the very first one without a host. Yeah. And it would like, like, yeah. It, and that's the thing that changed that changed that award ceremony for the rest yeah, of for time. Sure, like for sure. they, they might just be like, fuck it. We're never going to have one again. Just did not have to deal with it yeah. or stuff like it that. Really smooth. Yes to everything you're saying. <laughs> and also I remember what I was going to say, which is, which is part of what we're talking about in all this. People that are of general like minds tend to seem to, in the time since all these things have started happening, want to try to find more and more of the nuance. You know, I remember, I'm not going to go way down this rabbit hole because I don't think it's worth the time. I think it's a different conversation ultimately. But when the whole uh, Jesse Smollett thing went down, mm-hmm. everybody kind of like took a second to just kind of go, does this stink? Like, is this not, is this, this is, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, I mean, everybody at work, everybody that read the article, I feel like every conversation I had about that situation, because we've gotten so used to this shit popping off all the time, we're like, Maybe there's more to this going on than we really... And so people now tend to want to try to find more and more of the nuance. And it's what I think is so interesting about the Kevin Hart situation is that more and more people were trying to convey to Kevin Hart, I don't think you are understanding the nuance of what it is you're doing and not doing specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole, and like my thing, is, and the way I, where I kind of ended up with Kevin Hart is I get people being upset with him, but... I think I think he's to to me it seems like he's done what he needs to do because at every point in that it seemed like he was actually interested in learning what the fuck he was doing wrong is it seemed it, it did seem genuinely like I really don't understand what it where I'm misstepping and I'm susceptible to figuring that out and I think ultimately he comes out on the other side of it. And, you know, I'm a fan of Kevin Hart, and I watched his new special. I support him. I, th- I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. And I thought it was a very brutally honest interpretation of himself, which is kind of what you have to have in this scenario. You know, we talk about comedians and their flubs and all this kind of stuff. You know, I love comedy, but I think that's kind of how you have to approach it when you're in that spotlight is you, you want to be honest so if you are going to come up and be dishonest because we all know about it, 
nobody's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to jump on and, and be on your side about it because they know you're just selling more bullshit. So I, I think the way he kind of gets out in front of some things and, and even swallowing his pride at, at points where he felt like he needed to and felt like he was wrong. Yeah, I think I think there's no I think there's no real reason to just go. He he's still fucking up. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, he did fuck up, but he's not still fucking up. And that's the difference. And that's what we should all be like striving to look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And to go back to sort of like the um, the like. Jussie Smollett situation, right? Mm. From a different perspective. Sure. I like me and my mom heard about it, and like we we looked into like a couple of articles, and it was and it sort of just because at the time it was just sort of explaining like oh he filed for this hate crime and he was like oh there was a noose around it all this kind of stuff right, um, and but so we were like oh well damn like and and what sucks is that like we weren't surprised like it was like oh like that's like it's a hate crime that really sucks but like. We weren't, it, it didn't seem like something that was like out of the ordinary, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think where we, I think where we all started to be like, oh, wait a second. I mean, truly is when like the suspects got released and it was like those two black men. And it's like, you're telling me they, they said racial slurs to another black yeah. man? Like that, I mean, you remember this because no. I think I talked to you about it. Like, yeah, that's all we about <clears> I literally saw the both of them because they, they were like, oh, like they were co stars on Empire. And I was like, oh, yeah. like, oh, so like I he knew that, them. Yeah. And then I looked, at, I like looked them up and they were both like African American men. And I was like, oh, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, yeah. and, and, and to be fair, like, I, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened. In my in my opinion, and from what I've seen, like Chicago PD is not always someone you can trust. So like, I, I don't really I don't know if I have one side or the other well, on that. Sure. Right. But I think what's interesting is like the sort of uh, the, how how information was sort of released, and how mm-hmm. how much how much like the minute you started putting puzzle pieces together, stuff didn't fit, or how like they they put out this one narrative and, and that was change. right and that was su- and yeah. it was such a and it was and not even in a way where it's like oh we'll eat anything up but it was such a it was such a narrative you could get behind in terms of like what he had reported and mm-hmm. that's and that's what they reported like it was like this is what he said was in the report you know so we're like oh wow but um i found it very interesting that like that whole situation took this really cr- i want to know what i wish i was a fly on the wall i want to know what happened for real like i just do that was a wild like two weeks because then right after that was covington catholic Right. Yeah, it'll it it it's definitely a conversation that's just worth defining for so much of it. Um, like the fact that so many things can even be mentioned once mm-hmm. very briefly and then so many people just go, That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's it's it's still like the headline the headline article right. mentality where they're like, I read it or I hear the one phrase and that's exactly what happened even when new stuff comes out there's so many people that it's so hard for them to absorb that because they've already made up their minds that that's the case um even i mean luckily i would say with the jesse smollett issue so much kept coming out that was like twists and turns like a Shyamalan movie it was like oh shit like that's not i don't think that's true and then it was like oh the story is different oh it's oh, all it's fake. Okay, right, cool. Right. <laughs> but then there's, yeah, there's so much that it's just like once you get one tweet or once you hear one article or headline, it's like that's it. And it's so hard to hear any more of it. Even when we consider it comedians, um, Aziz Ansari had his first special after a year of having to deal with a sexual assault allegation. Mm-hmm. 
And so that one's like, I feel like most people wouldn't even know that until they watch his stand-up again and be like, oh, wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. He's had a whole year, which probably the time people wouldn't even understand. They'd be like, oh, fuck, I forgot that was a year ago. Yeah. But that was so quick. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, a person came out with a sexual assault allegation. It's automatically like everyone's on their back legs. He's also one of a very high caliber of comedian on television. And is like, shit, like, how do we take this? But then so much extra comes in and then you're just like, we forget about it. And he's still doing stand-up, still getting specials on Netflix. And it's like, okay, what what actually went down during that? But either there's not enough information or people have already made up their minds or whatever the case may be, it's all based on how you handle it. Right. And it's like Aziz Ansari had to make very specific statements. And even his actual new stand-up is super melancholy. Mm-hmm. He talks about it a lot. He addresses it without joking about it at the, at the jump. And then rather than his normal energetic self, he sat the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it changed him for a year. It's like, all right, so at what point at what point does do, do we have to like figure out what actually went down and like take it for what it is? And it's like, is that person worth getting a gig again? And is it true? And it's just so hard to actually find anything because if they don't even get actual like offensive like actual offenses and actually going to prison for things that are big enough for it's like was it actually true it's so hard in a saturated world with extra shit coming on like that well i have have, and i have sort of two points to piggyback off what you just said is i watched the same special and i think what's very um i think i think the difference is the way that Aziz handled it, right? Because, like, there was a conversation there of, like, how you should handle a situation like that. And I think Aziz realized, like, you know what? Like, I did not handle that situation right, which is which is true. Like, we should have a conversation about, like, how, how you know, you can you can do something inadvertently problematic that you, don't, that you don't really know. But I think the difference between other examples and Aziz is that like, Aziz was like, oh, like, I see what I did, and I see sort of... Um, how I hurt this person. And he was genuinely like, I'm sorry. And I'm, and I'm, he was apologetic about it, you know? And, and it was something that he didn't sort of like try to sidestep at any point, you know? And I think, I think that's why, that's part of the reason why like his new special works is that he doesn't sidestep stuff like that. And another example of sort of like you talking about the headlines and stuff like that. And this is a bit of a soapbox for me straight up is that like, I, I, I'm not going to defend everything she's done, but JK Rowling about the whole, like the, um, when it came out that she was like, oh, like, Dumbledore and Grindelwald had a very intense sexual relationship, right? Like, that was the headline. I remember reading that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And I kid you not, dude, there's so many people who think, like, that's a tweet that she tweeted. But if you go and read the actual article, the article is, is yeah, A, and it's A, an excerpt from, like, a DVD commentary from Crowds of Grindelwald. And the phrase intense sexual relationship is not what she said. She said they have an intense romantic relationship and there's a sexual component to it, but it's not a big part of it, which is basically the opposite of what is what of what was reported. Right. But the I shit you not. If you look at if you looked at the headline, it said, yeah, yeah. It was like Grindelwald and Dumbledore, quote, had an end quote, quote, intense, end quote, sexual relationship. And it's like, holy. And like, I kid you not. I get in arguments with people all the time where they're like, I read the tweets. It's like, no, you didn't because it wasn't a tweet like the tweet was that was the article. The tweet was a headline of the article, right? But like, the, what she actually said, it was just like, 
No, that's not. And not and and for a week, I was like, damn, dude, she really is like out here throwing curveballs. And then I just clicked on the article, and I was like, what? Like, oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> it took me 20 minutes, man. It was, I don't know, it was nuts. It was nuts. That that one still bothers me. That one still gets to me. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy thing too. Is like I wouldn't even know how she herself would handle it. Like right. when people came up to her or said anything or tweeted her directly, she's like. Well, that's not what I said. And then the whole thing is just them going, yeah, it is. I read the tweet. Right. It's like, I'm the one who said it and I can tell you where to look it up. And it's just not how that went down. Right. And so it's always crazy again, how like, because there's so much of this hive mind mentality that they can just have all this power as long as they believe hard enough, mm -hmm. as long as they believe hard enough, they can possibly get their way. And all it does is make it worse. All it does is make the power that people have in their voices even stronger because they're like hey we got that to happen now we can go after somebody else and again lots of times i wouldn't even know if it's malicious mm -hmm. maybe the starter of it is like i'm going to be malicious because i want this person out of here but right when someone sees something like even the person that wrote that article what was their purpose mm -hmm. for making that like obvious fallacy right. just be like oh there's falsehood of just being like oh well we're just going to spice it together to make it seem like it's fake it's like well that there seem like it's what she said that's not what she said mm -hmm. but it made that quote viral it's like yeah is that really all you're going for you're mm -hmm. trying to just rise everyone to be like hey fucking what is this this is crazy and then it became a meme where people just like she's coming out saying crazy right, exactly. shit it's like yeah, yeah. yeah but that's not fucking real yeah <laughs> like that's crazy that you can create an entire new genre just to be like hey we're gonna fucking all talk about the fact that every time she tweets something it's something wild about her books that she's created and the fact that like so much of it is even if she did fucking say it fuck you <laughs> she created it it's her ip dog she can do whatever she wants with it before or after the fact it's ridiculous yeah and see like that's that's kind of the thing that we're kind of hitting all around is is, is this is this whole lane of character assassination which is like we're just gonna entirely misrepresent this person. We're we're gonna misrepresent what they said. That we're gonna misrepresent their position. You know, I, uh, I I've come to follow some of Jordan Peterson's work over the past few years, and like this guy gets sold as like a a, a a fucking alt right guy. Like people are like he's a he's a fascist and a Nazi and like all this shit. And I'm like no, he's not. <laughs> he literally wrote a book. that's just like here's how you help yourself, like for real, not a bunch of bullshit. Like here's how to make your life a little better. It's like it's just like a lot of his positions and a lot of the things he thinks come out of like compassion. You hear him talk and you hear him the way he communicates with people and the way he tries to put his points across. It's compassion. It's, you know, I don't like seeing people in the world that are broken and that don't know their way and that don't really have a direction and don't know how to find one, you know. And I feel like I know things as a clinical psychologist for 30 plus years that might help them. <laughs> And I go, all right, I hear you, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's a lane, but it's a lane. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's weird cause it starts simple, you know, like you said, what did the person who wrote that article, what was their point? Their point was probably to make a point jaded, you know, not very malicious, not very, uh, you know, fuck this, but to make a point like she's changing the cannon again. That's the yeah. point. And, and, and. And then somebody who really hates her for that tweets it. 
It's a button. It's a button. You click it. It happens. Now everybody knows that you agree with this person and that validates your opinion more and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, we also hit on the same thing. She created it. And, and, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the overarching thing for me is it's like, I try to see the person JK Rowling created it. She wrote it. She knows more about it than we do. Kevin Hart was in that situation, knows more about it than we ever will about what happened, how he handled it and blah, 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 blah. Same with Jordan Peterson and all the things he's been in. Same with, um, fucking James Gunn, all of them. We are not those people. You know, and we all sit outside in, of this bubble and try to make determinations about other people's lives. And, and sure, they exist in a spotlight and they exist in a sort of vacuum of celebrity that, that we eat up, but they are still people. And, you know, there's a, there's often a conversation that gets had about people when they're in a spotlight. It, 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 it drives me a little nuts because I can't imagine being in this position. But a person is 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 prominent and people listen to what they say, so they have a responsibility. And I'm like, I agree with you to a point. I agree with you to a point that that person has a responsibility to be themselves and to not be themselves in a way that hurts people because nobody should do that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, fuck you. No, they don't. They're their own person. Like, you can't, we can't put our expectations on other people. You don't, you wouldn't do that in a relationship. You wouldn't do that in a friendship you wouldn't do that you shouldn't do that to your children you know so it's not really right to do it to people we don't even know and act like we do because we saw them in a movie once Mm -hmm. or we read their book or we saw their play or you know whatever it's so nonsensical when you really start to break it down you know that's 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 a great point when it comes to like the fact that they make a rash judgment on people that they see that they believe should have a very specific point where it's like, oh, if you're in the spotlight, you should be the idyllic person that we expect you to be. And it's ridiculous how the whole point is you should talk to them about it. You can talk to anybody at this point. Like the person for James Gunn could have tweeted James Gunn right then and said like, hey, what do you think about this right now? Like I just found these. And I think it's the fact that he didn't want to. Because James Gunn probably would have had a statement that would have put it in the bed. Be like, oh, yeah, I deleted those a while ago. They were brought up. They were jokes. And, like, the fact that he are, he, like, that was his statement after the fact, after the blow up. But before a blow up, that statement has so much more weight. Mm-hmm. He would be able to say, I deleted them because they weren't funny. I Like, people talked to me about it, and I've changed since then. Automatically, that before a mass of people get behind it and try to push it to a narrative automatically means way more because that person wasn't on the defensive initially to be like, fuck, I got to make a good statement, all this kind of stuff. It automatically lessens what people believe because it's like, you're just trying to keep your job at this point. But if his job's not on the line and he still makes a statement that says, oh yeah, that was pretty fucked up. I don't make those jokes anymore, obviously because of blah, 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 blah. You have examples and reasons why, unless he were like, Oh yeah, like I tweeted about that too, like three days ago. Or like I, I still have him in my drafts and shit. Like that's a completely different person. But we know that that would be not that would not be what he said. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like even the other day, like TMZ is just awful about it. I'm sure they f- caused this to happen for a lot of people. I saw the other day a photo that someone took of Chris Pratt wearing a "Don't Tread on Me" oh, T-shirt. God. 
and he was and he was with his girl and they were walking and I was like as I was sitting there not even listening I was not able to listen the TV was on mute and I was like this looks like some bullshit yeah. Like this looks so ridiculous to be like, yo, I'm looking at the photo. They look like they are bumming it, bro. Yeah, like they fucking, they walked out. Yeah. That, that's, that's the narrative they want to fucking push just to be like, okay, so you're telling me from a t-shirt and a photo and not talking to him about it. His straight up answer. If you did ask him could have been, oh yeah, it's in like my shitty t-shirt drawer that I just have. I don't know why I still have it, but we were just going to go get a fucking bagel and go back home. <laughs> That could have been an answer. Doubtful he would have been like, oh, yeah, this is what, like, oh, I wore this shirt to make a statement when I walked to the store in my gym shorts with my girl who's also wearing yoga pants. And we're just fucking around the town. I'm not wearing this to a black tie event to make a statement. Like, Mm. fuck you. Why are you following me? And then making this photo to then go talk to it about talk to people about it on a 3 p.m. show going what the fuck is Chris Pratt up to does he really believe what these people believe it's like I probably know people that don't even know what the fucking thing means they just go like it says don't (laughs) tread it says don't tread on me in front of an American flag maybe it means I don't want the government to tread on my rights it's like okay it's just ridiculous yeah it's yeah, I've, I've, it's the same thing with the Confederate flag. I've talked to so many people who are like, dude, I don't, like, I thought it was just like another American flag. And it's like, that's, what? But, but it, and like, that's not, and see, here's the thing, like, I think what's interesting, right, is that like, I think that, not to say that like, you know, anything that anybody does, like, isn't bad or doesn't need to be addressed or have a conversation. Like, a lot of the shit we've talked about, like, it, it is problematic and should, we should have a conversation and hold these people accountable to it, for sure. But like, sometimes I feel like, we can just pop off, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think it's, I think it's definitely easy to do when, when like you have like something like social media, because like I mean, dude, there's so many times, there's so many times I'll get in like, you know, like nerd arguments about, uh, you know, the MCU or something with these dudes on like Twitter or some shit like that. But I know that if I was in person with these people, I'd be passionate for sure. But I probably wouldn't be as you know, conf- like uh, confrontational and, and argumentative with and them. And neither, neither would they. Right, like, yeah. The, the biggest thing truly is, is like, what's the degree of the offense? Mm-hmm. Like the same amount of people pop off and at the same degree as he wore a t-shirt in a photo as well as like anything me too. Like right. the same amount of people pop off and it's like, dude, that's real shit. That's right. real yeah. multiple women coming with sexual assault allegations. That is a fucking crime. Mm-hmm. And then you're still popping off about this fucking t-shirt shit. Like right. stop caring about that when there's real shit going on that actually needs to be discussed. And actually people are getting away with it. Like we've just like for the first time had one famous person go to prison for that shit. Right. And I still probably know people that are like, still kind of sad about Bill Cosby going to jail. It's like, what the fuck is wrong? Like you, like you need to figure out what actually means something and what actually matters to a degree to then be like, Oh, Chris Pratt wore a t-shirt. Like, fuck damn. Stop padding the runtime of TMZ. Why is this even on air right now? Fuck you. And just, and just to, just to finish the point and I'll pass it off to you. Like, it's all about nuance. It's all about nuance of these situations. Mm-hmm. And, and that gets, that definitely, nowadays gets lost, like, r- real quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's a shame, dude, because, like, 
I feel like people can't get to the root of, of situations because it's like you don't. And I've, I've been, in, I've done, beginning. I've done the same thing, dude. Where like I, w- I wouldn't look into some shit and I'd pop off, but then I'd go, I take a step back and be like, all right, all right, all right let me really get Maybe to the piece. Let me get to the piece. Exactly. Let me get to the piece and cues of what of what's going on and see truly, truly how I feel about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. Well, because there's not enough of there's not enough of that that goes on. People don't know how they feel about it. They know how other people have said they feel about it and they agree with it, so that's how they feel about it. And I'm like, no, no, that's not it. Real quick, I just wanted to say, you guys know Don't Tread on Me is Revolutionary War, right? Like our independence and that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not like a it's not like a race thing, is it? I mean, <laughs> I, is it you, I feel like you would know thing? more about it than I would. Yeah, no, cuz I I think it's just like yeah. England, don't tread on me. So I don't I don't think it's like a I don't even know how you make cuz like that would be my thing is anybody that follows Chris Pratt any kind of way knows that he's making any statement, it's I love America. But also, like, <laughs> also like, another thing, dude, like, if you don't know about it, like, like, I, I, sh- I shit you not, even before this conversation, dude, like, if there, if someone's like, you want this, don't try on me shirt, I'd be like, listen, I've seen that around a lot. I'm just going to see what it means first. You know, I do that <laughs> yeah. shit all the time, man, all the time. Like, for, like, just even, like, iconic logos, like, like a Marvel logo. If I don't know, if I didn't know what a Marvel, I'd be like, well, yo, what is that? I'm going to wear Iron Fisher. Right, yeah, if I don't know, yeah, if I don't know what it's all about, dude, I, you, you never know what you could be, like. Yeah, so that's definitely it's definitely a lot of thoughts on that. Obviously, we didn't come to a conclusion because I don't think there is the ability no. to come to a conclusion it around this time. You know what? Nuance no. is a big deal. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think that's that's a, that about wraps it up for the main part of the discussion. Otherwise, it would just be kind of retreading right, the same kind of much. shit. Um, this is this is I feel like this is. I mean, we did this previously. I mean, we passed the mic, but like today, like we fucking passed. The mic, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many of you people watching out. Oh, right, you're not watching because it's not on video. But they, they you're 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 listening, and so there's only one, and now there's three of us sitting in this spot. So we literally have to pass it back and forth. And yeah, I think we did it. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think Linguini Zach did a good job, and I, I hope if, it was entertaining. What if none of this is usable? Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I didn't press record. No. Uh, but yeah, so we, we have a we have a couple more episodes in the pipeline um, that I, we're ready to record. Hopefully, we just get the time to. I know it's been a while, but hey, you know, uh, we'll 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 keep in touch as best as we can. Uh, anybody who's listening, uh, like and subscribe. Hit that bell notification. And, and also, bell like, notification. yeah, and straight up, like, if you want if you want us to talk about something, like, comment in the comments what you want to hear about. I mean, next week next week we're hitting up uh, inflatables, the history of inflatables. And sort of discussing uh, their perception in modern just, America. Just in general, inflatables <laughs> yeah. like like the one you have in your right. closet yeah. every now and then. You got to clean bounce houses. Bounce. I mean, honestly, sex toys. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, we definitely got a few. We got at least one review. From, uh, so keep keep that shit up if you guys want to as well. Um, but yeah, if, if you do have anything to that you want us to tackle, it's it's mostly still all industry wide. Like we're trying our best to make it to be. Um, industry style entertainment um topics so things that things that we think deserve need to be talked about um that don't get a lot of traction when it comes to um things actually being discussed things like that you know and we're do, trying our best do, zach do you do you do you have any closing thoughts closing thoughts yeah. closing Just, thoughts do you want to say hey or, um or hi to my mom she's probably listening to this um, it's fucking better. Uh, review, more five. realistically, don't even comment. Just text one of all the three of us because that's probably how you even heard about this in the first place. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, this was this was really fun, you guys. I I hope to do this more times. Hopefully, it takes place more often in my dining room, so I can. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a pasta now, like so. Now, you're a pasta now. You know what I'm saying? I feel, uh, I feel that's like equivalent to an eternal. Yeah, yeah. You can lift a car for sure. <laughs> yeah, soon enough we're gonna get just as jacked as uh, Camille Nagiani. Yo, Camille. Yo, real quick, audience. I know we gotta wrap this up, dude. Camille is getting Camille is getting fucking yoked right now, dude. The, go to Brian Tyree and, and like. This is the only go to Brian Tyree Henry's Instagram and there's a there's a group photo. Kumail is on the like audience audience right basically. Homeboy is stacked, dog. My God, like it's 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 becoming a thing that basically anytime anyone, no matter what you are or who you are, gets selected for the for the very esteemed few. Uh, you next time we see you bro it's yeah, like dude. oh i'm fucking i'm Half giant yeah, yeah. so uh big ups to him for sure especially oh, he on. was in stuber with fucking uh batista yeah, so i'm batista. sure he was like yo we're just gonna get jacked during this he was like let's fucking get it batista bombing him every 10 minutes <laughs> batista bombing him. <laughs> hell yes still the glory days i believe it all right y'all uh pasta mike uh, Blackaroni and cheese and newly inducted Linguini Zach uh, signing out. Peace. Peace. Peace.